Welcome to Interceptor Beyond Podcast. My name is Arthur, and this is the Green Room Sessions, Episode 4, Metal Edition. This time, I was at the Escape Metal Bar, and I interviewed two bands, two metal bands. One Swedish band, Screamer, and one Austrian band, Legion of Boker. Really cool bands, really cool people, check them out. As usual, each interview is followed by the song, also, at the end of the episode, there's an outro where I talk about my experience of going to the bar, the escape bar. The time codes are in the description. Don't forget to follow this podcast on any platform that you're listening to this podcast at. So right now, just click the follow button, like button, share button. I don't know. Rate this podcast on Spotify. You can rate it. And don't forget, you can help out the podcast by subscribing to the Patreon page where you get the early access to all the episodes way ahead of all other people, which is awesome. Plus, you get some additional exclusive material and you join a really nice code community. You would help podcast grow a lot. Anyways, let's talk to Screamer. I'm Dayan. I play guitar in uh, Screamer. Excellent, Dayan. So, first of all, great show. We are at the escape right now. Uh, in Vienna, you played two new songs from the from the new album right uh, the hellfire and king kingmaker yeah kingmaker yeah you know what's interesting is that you sound um like the sound from the voice of andreas is a little bit lower than usual is it correct or is it just me uh, yes and no we worked uh, uh, we wrote these songs we worked a lot to bring out the, how can we bring out the best voice of him and we found that some songs, maybe lowering the key, made him sound more powerful, and fit and it fitted the songs and it gave it more power. So we worked a bit with that and all kinds of things. So, so, but if we compare it to the previous albums, it's it's different. Yeah. Would you say like yeah. in what way is it different? I think uh, <clears throat> my goal was we wanted to sound twelve percent more metal. What does it mean? I don't know. Why 12? I don't know. But you wanted more metal, more yeah, heavy metal. Just just a bit more, because before we've been always been like with both legs in the 70s rock in, in the 80s, but now we just want a bit more edge to it. And we felt that, that that was a good direction for this album. You mean like being more modern on what, what, what do you no, mean? No, no, no. Just being sounding more metal, metal. like Metal, metal. Iron Maiden metal? More painkiller. Painkiller. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, uh, we, we don't know yet. This episode will come out two days before the release of Kingmaker. Okay. Right. So okay. that's like on Wednesday or something okay. like this. Right. So that's why we can discuss it a little okay. bit in, in the details. Um, all right. So you are recording. So you made this album like around uh, last year, something. Uh, the new album, Kingmaker. We started. Uh, we began writing the album in like after Christmas last year. So end of 2020, me and Henrik got together, wrote most of the songs. Like two years. Yeah. yeah. At at the end of 2020. Yeah. And then we started working on the songs in 2021. With uh, we, we did like one pre-production with. Uh, Jakob Herman at Top Floor Studios, and then our old guitar player left, and then Jonathan joined. So then we finished writing record with Jonathan since we felt he had the experience. And we does Jonathan ha has uh, uh, have uh, the uh, songs also on the record on the new record? Yeah, he plays uh, and he's helped us finish the record. So perfect. Yeah. So I think in October last year we started recording the album. So we did all the drums with Jakob Herrmann. First of all, we need to tell that Jakob Herrmann works at the Top Floor Studios, which is like freaking yeah. super awesome. Like studios, yeah. like, they, they had the clients like uh, Anthrax, Europe, all the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah because we were when we were talking about doing this album, we were like, our aim is to make everything 10 times better than before. And more metal. And more, twelve percent more metal. Twelve percent more. Wait, twelve percent more metal. But okay. that's I like it. It's more metal. Yeah. So we did the drums at his studio, and when you go there, it's you know it's gonna be good. He he's a top professional, and he made the drum sound 
fucking epic. I saw some photos from uh, social media that just posted from the studios and I could see your faces yeah. of you and Henrik like just like blown away by the by the yeah. sound and we, we learned a lot working with him. So, and that was the most important thing that you learned from uh, that we're not as good as we think we are. That's important. That's really important. I think when you think you're good, reevaluate always because the aim is always to make a better song, a better album. How can you evolve? Because going like this, you know, just horizontal. Yeah, you want to always go up and to improve each time. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It have to be big changes, but it can be small things. Songwriting, learning from new people. Everybody thinks a different way. The more tools you have, the more tools you have to create. So each time you were you were like a, giving ideas, and he said, "Yeah, so I'm giving more ideas." Yeah. Like, wow. yeah, it's like expanding your toolbox to create. You know. It's same when we did the last album, we worked with uh, Gustav Hector and he, he plays drums in bullets. So he helped us with the, like more like a producer role. Like, oh, guys, think like this. Oh, now you're stuck in your old ways. Think like this. Oh, you should focus on this. And he helped us in a good way. He's like, you guys are about melodies and choruses. Focus on that. Skip all the long playing. And we were like, yeah, that that's that's the way we have to go. That's the way we have to do it. That was what, one of my questions. Were there like limitations when you were like recording the new album? Maybe creative focus, not, not necessarily a limitation, but maybe a focus. Uh, a good chorus, good like a hook or for chorus melodies. Like my, I, for me, if a song is three minutes and thirty seconds, it's enough for a screamer song. But if it the song is more epic, it can be longer. It depends on the song. But a good chorus, so everybody can sing along, have a good time. And a good hook and a melody, something that catches you right away. And probably a short intro yeah. to the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I saw now when we played the Kingmaker today, after the first chorus, everybody sang along. Exactly. I was there. Yeah. I saw it. So, yeah, immediate. So that's what we want. Yeah. Directly. Especially in the time of social media. I mean, Spotify yeah. and all stuff, you need to get yeah. attention really and, fast. And it's, and it's not about the attention. It's more about... Uh, how we like music we like we like that stuff a good like good sing-along ha like not happy in the sense of not happy german power metal but like you get a good energy from it you know so getting together and singing yeah. together yeah yeah like have everybody when when people come to a screamer show we want people oh fucking that was a good show i feel that's how i felt today and that's our goal and even with songwriting even if it's a more darker song you still want to get that vibe but in a different way you know It has to be everything. It's a magic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not easy always to explain how you do, how you write the songs, but sometimes they come by themselves. Sometimes you work on them for a long time. Sometimes you don't know how it happens. No, I don't know how it happened. I forget it directly. How do you write uh, the music in your band? Uh, Andreas writes the lyrics, right? Yeah, uh, 90% of the time. Uh, and uh, how do you come up with, with like, the music? A little bit of riff there. Uh, usually it starts with a riff and then we build an idea around that if we get a vibe. So if, if oh, this is a cool riff, okay, let's build a song. Do you do just uh, like a jam together and then the, something comes up or you just we go or it's like work, you know, like you go and you think of both, stuff? Both, yeah, both, I would say. Usually me and Hendrik get together and I have a lot of ideas. Like, let's try, let's see if we can do something. And then we send it to Andreas, we record it. Because we we have our own studio, so we're very privileged. So we record or we do like demos on the at your home city. Yeah, and then we send it to him, and then he's like, "Do your thing." And then we this time around we we rewrote a lot of the music uh, to the vocals. Mm -hmm. So how can we make the vocals and then everything? So it's a process. Was there like uh, some uh, thematic focus when you were like writing the uh, the new album? Uh, not only like you said, twelve percent more male, but maybe like like uh, I mean, we need to maybe like ask Andreas, or yeah. maybe you can tell like maybe um, uh, thematic from the lyrics point of view, because yeah. usually you think like uh, more about uh, normally our lyrics are about life on tour, the joys of heavy metal, and the life that goes yeah. with it that you wrote. Yeah, on the press release. Yeah, yeah. this time around, I don't know really. Uh, I think he just wrote lyrics. And uh, but like he, I think he said something. It's like small stories. Some of the songs you should ask him. But I I think if you look at the track list, 
it you could piece it together as a concept, but it's not. Yeah, actually, about the track list, you know, you 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 uh you're going on tour in North America and you're gonna play with Hellfire, and then you have a Hellfire as a track list. Yeah. Is it uh, mm-hmm. a, a small a small strategy to get like if you write a song and put it in a track list to go on tour with people, so the next song is Judas Priest and Iron Maiden? <laughs> No, the funny thing is, there's also a song called "The Traveler," and we just toured with Traveler in April. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I, I think, I think that's just a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm sure yeah. that song's gonna be Ju- yeah. Judas Priest, like uh, I remain Saxon song. Saxon song, right? How did you get like uh, to work with uh, Jakob uh, Hermann? How did it happen? No, uh, we just contacted him and asked. Just kind of, yeah, and like we have this project, then we. Before we recorded, went to his place for a whole weekend and did pre-production. And I was like, yep. How long did the whole production? Uh, to, to we only did uh, three days. So we did a couple of songs because we didn't have time. So and the rest? The rest we did by ourselves. Oh, do it yourself in the studio at your home place. Yeah. yeah. Who was mastering and mixing everything? Uh, Henrik Ud. Uh, Henrik or a different Henrik? Not our Henrik. That's exactly, that's what I mean. He used to work at the studio Fiedman in Gothenburg. All right. So he's worked with the, at the gates and Hammerfall and exactly, yeah. People who don't know. Yeah, yeah. So he, he I met him uh, when Stryker was uh, recording the their album at Studio Fiedman, and he was working as a core producer engineer. And uh, we stayed in touch. And this time around, when we came to mixing the album, I gave him calls like, "Hey, I have a job for you." Do you want to mix 10 songs? Yeah. And it, was, it worked out perfect. He sent us the first. I, I called him. He's like, oh, what do you want to sound? I was like, make it 12% heavy metal. I was like, make it. He's like, make it fucking big, huge, a heavy metal record. He's like, okay, I know exactly what to do. He sent us the first mix and everybody's like, yeah, this is it. That's the shit. Yeah. So working with him was, uh, was so fucking, it was so good. It was so easy. You recently got signed to SPV SPV yeah. uh, Records. Yeah, it was the German label. How did it happen? We uh, recorded the album. Uh, Which one? The Kingmaker. All right. And we didn't have a record label. All right. Uh, what about the previous label? We we the sign records. No, no. Uh, we just uh, wanted to do something else. We okay. Put... You decided to move on from the sign record. Yeah. yeah. So uh... for your personal reason. Yeah, yeah, we still work with them. We still have we still work with we them. Still have our Highway of Heroes is still is still selling, so we still work. We just did a third pressing of that album on vinyl. Oh, okay. So they're in the game. Yeah, they're in the game. So we just contacted a bunch of labels uh, after the record when the record was in the mixing phase, and uh, Steamhammer SPV was uh, when we talked to them. They're like, "Yeah, we have a plan for you guys." Okay, and we talked to them and. We're like, yeah, this is this is the direction we want to go. I read online that they were like keeping an eye on you for a long time. Yeah. I don't know. You should ask. You don't know. Right? You don't know. It's, it's, it's maybe they did, but we've been, we've been around for such a long time. So yeah, you've you've been around since two thousand nine, at least Henrik and uh, Henrik and you. Yeah, I joined two thousand eleven. Oh, you joined each other. Henrik is the oldest uh, yeah. member, I think. You've been in the band since the first record. Yeah, exactly. You don't play in the first record, but but I'm on the picture, so. <laughs> I, got, I got the easy job on that record. I discovered you with the uh, heroes, the the highway, the highway of heroes, highway of heroes. Yeah, because of the these days, I discover bands visually if they have a cool cover or something yeah. like this. That's how I discovered. So I knew immediately. I knew it's Branca Studios yeah. because yeah. I know the style. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the visual thing has always been uh, something that's been important. Was doing social media, Henrik? Right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. I was like uh, uh, checking, doing research in you, yeah. like more like in depth. Yeah. And I was listening to your music and like checking yeah. the Instagram. And it's like, you know, you should what you should do. You should take all the photos from Instagram, put it as a slideshow, and put your music mm-hmm. on top. It's like a huge, mm-hmm. like a, like a memo, memo, yeah. memo, like journal. Yeah, know? but every time we've been do- doing things now, like uh, every time we. Since we all live in different cities, we get together in the weekends and rehearse. So now almost every time we we have a friend, he's a photographer, he comes down, he takes pictures. So we have something to post, you know, and in good quality as well, because crappy pictures, nobody cares. It's, it, the social media is that way. 
If it's not good quality, people don't give a fuck. Exactly. That's how I discovered bands this time. Yeah. So like all the all the stuff like um, we, when we recorded the music video for Kingmaker, which comes out uh, September sixteenth. September sixteenth. Yeah. It's a Friday. Yeah. So I think. 16. My my episode comes out on Wednesday, and I already like I remember that's on Friday. I don't remember. <laughs> I remember. Uh, that's my job. Yeah. So uh, we have like behind the scenes stuff from a whole music video. You have uh, uh you're gonna release uh two or three more singles, right? Yeah. One in I think October. Uh, so the Kingmaker is on January 13th. Yeah. It's probably Friday yeah. again. Uh, the first single six uh, September sixteenth. Yeah. Uh, and the rest maybe maybe one month. One in October and one in uh, one month apart. Yeah. The last one is in December, I think. It begins something. So there's gonna be three songs, three different songs. So not and music videos also. Music videos for all three, and T-shirts for all three, and covers for all three. Really professional. Is it because you're assigned to a label, or no, is it this? Uh, Everything we're doing now has been our plan. That's we've been planning during COVID. We we have a plan how to do it, and we've been talking about this how to do it. And for this album, we're like now we can do it. Let's do it the the proper way. Yeah, yeah. Because earlier before we didn't really have knowledge, and we've been picking up knowledge and just looking at bigger bands, social media. It's like why how why do they do it? How do it do they do it? Okay. You learn. You have to, if you don't aim to the top. Exactly. Yeah. And we and we, so we we're gonna do it like we're gonna do it the proper way. Yeah. Our our goal was like ten steps up. If what what is what is your goal like uh, with this album? What do you want to achieve? Um, world domination. World domination. Yeah. No, I think we think we don't think like gonna we don't think we're gonna blow up and fucking you know be Metallica. I think go unless Stranger Things yeah. will put your song in. Or if we get sued by Stranger Things, <laughs> also possible. Yeah, oh. so good. Let them come. Who cares? No, yeah. no. But I think taking steps in the right directions. Like now we're doing everything more professional, as you were saying, like more big time, and then then live, bigger tours, bigger production, like expanding. Like, but one step at a time. I mean, but you're like a like really touring band you did so many tours like so many shows and you had like a uh, in austria and uh countries nearby like uh, last days like uh, three or four shows something is it like a warm-up for the north american tour no 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 no. we had like this festival booked yesterday in innsbruck so we're like there's no point for just going for one show let's put some more shows on who's doing the booking uh, dragon productions we've been, uh-huh. we've been for with them for a while now and we're super happy so yeah so you're not doing it yourself so not anymore so used to, henrik our drummer used to book everything before so what at the moment are you doing yourself and what you're not doing booking is dragon productions uh management henrik is the manager yeah 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 yes so uh uh what about so what does the uh labels doing for you the label does uh, is gonna do all the promo for the record who wrote the press release uh some guy some guy at the at the record label yeah with henrik also with the script description on uh what i want to say is like the promo or the press release and the description that you have on spotify really good stuff somebody wrote really good stuff i don't know who it was the one on spotify is henrik I like it. Yeah. Henrik, we love your description on Spotify that you wrote. So we we are a ba- band that does a lot itself, but like booking now, now Dragon takes care of that. And like doing the whole label stuff because we feel Steamhammer are going to take us in the direction we need to go. They're doing the records, the the whole bit. The promotion, uh, the uh, aren't you afraid that they will like put you like in the marketing like direction that like they will say like okay maybe write a song a little bit different or no they didn't tell us anything on this album i don't think what did they tell you like when they signed you like did they tell you can you sh- first of all like as a band you know like they tell you, i mean we know that you're like famous and stuff that you're like can you show us maybe like uh, your sales records just to know that you're like legit you know so that they know how much uh, i know they didn't ask about we showed them anyway yeah 
Yeah, we showed. Oh, you showed them. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing to hide. We need to have a professional relationship. You, that's what I mean. We put the cards on the table. So I think, yeah, we like we, it's a partnership. You know, they have a license deal and they have to sell our record. You know, uh, that's what I mean. When I talk to young uh, uh, musicians, I tell that uh, keep the keep it. Like keep the information how much you sell because they will need it. Yeah, but you, you can have, prove. Yeah, you have to have information on everything nowadays. Like, like just because you have one million streams of Spotify doesn't mean it's gonna come ten thousand people to your show. But still, still the streams are important. But you can measure everything differently. So it's, I think it's it's a it's a weird. It's a weird mix of everything. Yeah. You need to have the followers, the streams, yeah. and sales. And I think more more than ever, you have to do your thing. It's like in Screamer, we do our thing. We don't focus on what the other people do. We do it our way. And I think in the in the long run, that shows itself. Like people see that you're putting in effort. You're doing the right thing. So I wanted to ask about your thing regarding the so the Kingmaker. You have the uh the guy with wings yeah and the horse yeah right which is uh, is it Arca- Ar- archangel michael or no 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 no, no. Uh, that is our mascot that's what i want to ask you started this mascot at uh one with a third oh no which he's been around on t-shirt prints since uh yeah, 2015 who came up with it i don't know david paul david paul seymour no no no, no. yeah he came. He came. Okay. Uh, or the old the guy who did our art before. All right. With them. So, so the name Robin Gnista. But if people ask, the demon rider came to us mystically. So and now it's your mascot now yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So since uh, Highway of Heroes, he's been on uh, Highway of Heroes, then the live album we did, and now on uh, Kingmaker. That's why, because I started to see the pattern. I was like, okay, it's. Probably a spirit animals of some kind. Yeah, and we we call him the Demon Rider. Demon Rider. I just want to put in there that it was actually the single cover for On My Way that we released as a single in 2015. That's when the Demon Rider came yeah. into art. Wait a second, Demon Rider is about the tour bus. Yeah, yeah. We had a blue Renault bus that fucked us so many times. We called him the. We called it the Blue Demon. Yeah, it's it's uh, the first uh, song of the album. Uh, yeah. And we sing the name Death isn't black, it's blue. <laughs> so it's a funny pun in that song. And, and uh, what, what was with the steering wheel? Yeah, the, I was I we I was pulling out of uh, Leipzig from Leipzig. We, we were supposed to drive to Barcelona, and the steering wheel fell off. So that's why. <laughs> well, man, did ever did something like this happen since then on the tour? It's so many things have happened. We, one time we left the van in Denmark because the some filter was clogged or something. We don't, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about cars. Not, not nothing drastic like a steering wheel falling off. I, I know about guitars. I don't know anything about cars. But yes, yeah, so we left the, the van in Denmark and took the train home. Perfect. Fuck cars. Yeah, we, we left the gear and everything. Fuck this shit. We're going home. So my friend is going to Sweden in the next couple of weeks for a holiday. Yeah. And the question is, how do you get a true metal Swedish, true metal Swedish experience the screamer way? The screamer way, it's a shame. Is going in through, is going in three weeks now or like uh, in a couple of weeks? Okay, usually there's a festival in uh, beginning of uh, May, you know, June. Muscle Rock, that's where we always hang out. But going to the Abyss in Gothenburg, that's a good heavy metal pub. Heavy metal pub. All right, perfect. Yes. In, in Gothenburg. Uh, Sto- what about Stockholm? I don't know. I don't go to Stockholm. Fuck Stockholm. <laughs> you said it, not me. Malmö. I said it. I've never been there. I can say that. No. I love Stockholm. I've never been there. I never don't know. I'm, it's a joke. Yeah. Malmö, you have a, a plum beer. And you have... Uh, Malmö is a good city. You can go anywhere there. Gothenburg, they have also rock bottom. But it's more... It's not as like uh, 80s heavy metal. Like it's more true. Like uh, the Abyss... Yeah. yeah, or going to the lakes. Lakes in Sweden, it's always beautiful. What What's your favorite beer? Do you have a beer favorite? Yeah. What do we drink? We drink the cheap one, the Abro. It's the cheapest. That's the real metal way. Yeah. It's in Sweden. It's called Obro. Obro. Yeah. But then uh, this famous rapper Eminem was in Sweden, and he thought it says A Bro, like A Bro. So he ruins the whole. Yeah. Beer. And then they came out with a beer called like that for marketing reasons. Ah, whatever. Yeah. That's cheapest. 
I don't know. I like I I like drinking like Guinness and stuff like that. That's my, uh, me too. Yeah. So, so give me the song. Out of the dark. That was a cool song. And now let's talk to Legion of Boker. Legion of Boker, a great show. We're at Escape right now. Guys, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners so we know your voices? Yeah, sure. I'm the singer, the mosh. I'm Steve. I'm the bass player. I'm Sleaze, one of the guitarists. Uh, first of all, again, thank you very much for the show. It was great. The sound was great. Um, obviously, I need. To, I know... Legion of Boker, personally, we did a couple of projects together. I made some music videos. We need to address the lineup change a little bit. I don't know some people here. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, sure. We, we've got a new bass player and we've got a new uh, guitar player. That's uh, Steve and, and Sleaze sitting right next to us right now. Um, yeah, we just had to change the setup a little. But uh, our other guitar player, Randy Reed, and our uh, drummer, Alex, are still the old guys as they used to be. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, story of uh, Legion of Poker? Uh, so we founded the band in about uh, 2010. Um, it came out of another band uh, I used to play in. And uh, the original lineup was pretty different to nowadays lineup. So I'm the only one left of the original lineup. Yeah, we were just uh, guys having fun making music and uh, teamed up to do some 
we called it zombie metal that days. Why? Uh, because Boko is a priest, a Tahitian voodoo priest, um, whose who's magic is uh, making zombies out of dead bodies, bringing the dead uh, to, to life again. Wow. Did you know that? Yeah, as a friend of mine said, it's like zombie metal. No, it's not death, but it's living death metal. I, I didn't know this. <laughs> you you don't have any info about uh, the name of the the origins of the of the band or anything. Yeah, I don't think that's too um, important. Well, it is important in yeah, a way. We, we we were looking for a name that no other band has. That's and true. It, nobody it, has it. So it's so difficult to find a name for a new band uh, that doesn't exist anywhere in Milwaukee or uh, somewhere else in the world. Do, have you heard about this band before? Sorry, what's the question? I didn't get it. <laughs> have you heard about this band before? You're talking about the Legion of Bookhorse? Yeah. Well, you, you mean before I was playing in it? Yeah. Absolutely not. No, I must confess, I'm 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 not a big expert in the local uh, metal scene, but I'm getting into it. I'm growing into it. So this gives me a good opportunity to learn new things about the local scene while living through it. How did you end up in Lo uh, Le uh, Legion of Booker? Funny story, I played in a few cover bands, nothing big, nothing special, was always searching for a serious band, and um, I was talking about my my problem of not being able to find a serious band with one of my work colleagues, and he knew the Legion of Bokor, so he just recommended me, and that's how I got to, knew the, got to know the guys, and ever since then, they accepted me, luckily. And yeah, that's how I got into it. How, what time ago? What, when did you join? When? I think that was probably around three to four months ago. You? Uh, I'm in like almost a year, like 10 months or something. Really? Time goes by so fast. Yeah. It's yeah. really fast. And big up to Andre, the working colleague of, of Sleaze, uh, who brought us together. He's a big fan of the band and um, attended lots of concerts. Yes, uh, shout out. We need to give shout outs to everybody who helped the Legion of Poker. Yes. All right. So you had like uh, how many albums? Two. Two. Right. Are you working on the new album at the moment? Ah, uh, we are going to start working on a new album as soon as um, uh, the band is stable again. So, you know, um, uh, Steve and uh, Sleaze are pretty new to the band. Uh, so we have to just. Um, make sure that all the songs are on the set list again, and then we're going to work on new stuff. All right. So you need to settle down, find the new sound. But how was the... Uh, was it the first time you played tonight uh, live? Uh, not the first time uh, in my life playing live on a stage, but the first time in this lineup in the Legion of Pokoria. Yeah. And for you? No, we've been playing a couple I mean, shows before. Yeah. <laughs> so how how was your experience? Was it like a little bit nerve wracking? Uh, not at all, I must say. No, we we you know we prepare very very good twice a week usually. So yeah, and by taking it it, it, it that serious, you know, at a smaller gig like tonight, I think nobody's really nervous. Ah, I am. <laughs> I still am really nervous uh, before every show until uh, the half of the first song is over, then it's gone. <laughs> How do you get pumped up before the uh, gig? Uh, it's just uh, so much work to do. There is no time to pump up. You, you just, okay, you yeah, just, it's, like, it's, it's time to, to, yeah. to, 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 to it's just destroy. Build, building the stage and uh, sound check and everything, um, taking care of the merchandise, and then the show starts. So there is... Okay. No time for that's for you. No but, time for. But there's actually there's actually a, a, a thing that you can use to just do all the work, take a deep breath, and then start the show. That's something you get used to in like over the time playing music. All right, what about you? For me, it's usually enough to take one look at all the hot girls in the audience before before stepping on stage, and that gets me pumped up. Usually. <laughs> How old are you? Like it to remain a mystery, but I'm gonna confess that I'm 23. Are you the youngest member of the band? 
Mm, judging by pure uh, numbers, probably, but I would, I would definitely spiritually say. not. Spiritually not, you know, and also all the the guy, all the guys look good. So I would say that that we look about the same age, but the the the, the real numbers are different. Are they giving you some hard time? No, they're very supportive um, of newbies. So yeah, I can't complain. Uh, do you think you're a newbie? In the band, yes. I'm, I, I joined three months ago, so I am, yeah. Um, well, maybe you, 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 know, you never know. Did you have to pass some kind of test? Like an initiation test or something? No, not really, I would say. No. Really? <laughs> it was, to, today was the initi initiation test. Did, he, did yeah. he pass the first two? Absolutely, absolutely. All those solos he had to play, uh, he played really good. So nothing to complain about. Yeah, as I said, as a, as as being in the audience, everything was great. I mean, the sound was great. People really reacted really well. Good stuff. So if you have some anxiety issues or something like this, no problem. Everything went fine. Legion of Boker is known for the lyrics. The I would say. You put a lot of social uh, issues in the lyrics, right? Absolutely. Do you think that uh, the lyrics take attention away from the music? I don't think so. I think uh, when you're in the audience uh, hearing the songs, you focus on music. And if you're really interested what the lyrics are about, then you have the possibility to, to dive into it and have a look at the lyrics. But I think... Um, the, the thing in the front is always the music. Is it possible to express your views without lyrics? That is a tough question. I always <laughs> it's a tough question. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you give me something to paint on stage, <laughs> I can, I, I can, I can uh, dance my name or what, what, yeah, something like that. No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm better in words than in other expression uh, stuff. Would you, for example, if you're listening to an artist and famous uh, artists that you really like, let's say, for example, oh, it doesn't matter, I'm mm sure. -hmm. And then the political views of this person change. Would you still yeah. continue listening to the music? That's that's pretty tough too, because um, the, the separation between art and artist is something that you can't say um, is, is right or wrong. Um, you, you got you got a lot of um, houses in in Vienna built by pedophiles. So like Adolf Loos, for example, um, a huge architect um, who who is uh, who is uh, who has been pedophile. Um, many books of don't know like Lewis Carroll, uh, Alice in Wonderland, stuff like that. There are some really hmm, difficult personalities, and it's pretty hard to to. Um, make it make a separation between art and artist um when you know about the story for example i did know about yeah. lewis carroll and about yeah. <laughs> for, for now now time. you ruined my yeah. my my <laughs> you you're welcome uh look up david bowie yeah <laughs> look up david bowie he's he's pretty difficult all right like you yeah. mean like like to check out about him and like oh. yeah check check out what he did um and uh, then think if you like his music again. <laughs> All right. So you want to ruin another thing for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't want to ruin it for you, but I think... But open your eyes and it's open important. to the truth. It's important to, to see the, the people behind, uh, behind art too. So, uh, for example, I do not longer listen to anything by Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, he was one of the guys that um, just c confessed or... Um, where just uh, people talked about what he did and how disrespectful he is. Um, we all know, knew that he was disrespectful, but uh, we thought it was his uh, character on stage. Turns out it was not just his character on stage. Um, and therefore, I think it's pretty, pretty important to look at the personalities of people and then to decide if you really want to support these persons. So you don't listen. Okay. What about you? Now you know the story. Are you going to continue listening to the Marilyn Manson and uh, the rest of the people? David Bowie. I've never been into Manson anyways, but I've, like, I do like 
complicated artists because if you if you like look into Molly Crew or like some of them glam rock bands back in the eighties nineties they were from today's point of view like really complicated to to accept but then again it's like it was back in the time and I hope they grew and I don't care that much. What about you? Do you want to be a complicated person? <laughs> Do I want to be? I think no one wants to be a complicated person, but many maybe complicated is interesting. Yes, you know, it's also a thing that that uh, maybe many people play with on stage in their personal lives and dating, you name it, millions of applications of creating, you know, personality and alter ego, maybe multiple different characters acting, right? So, I mean, we're going going too too deep down the rabbit hole now, I think, but it's an interesting topic, yes, and I'm I'm aware of it. Uh what's the stage for you? Is it some something that for you to be who you are or to create somebody completely different, to feel free? I will take a holistic approach in in answering this question. If I would need to boil it down to two things, then I would probably say the stage is number one, an environment where I can truly detach from you know everyday life and all the and all the pain and like maybe bad things that happen in your everyday life right so it's a form of therapy you could say second of all it's it's a show obviously i've always loved shows in in all forms so i definitely like the show aspect of stepping on stage and just delivering a good show same question i didn't get the question <laughs> the question uh, stage somebody so that you be free so you can be true yourself you know or is it something that you create a personality and be somebody else and then in this way be free no i actually am my own self on stage like there's no no big show or whatever it's just me having fun playing music but i'd like to detach like the the public life from the private things so that's there's there's a little bit of a you know <laughs> just just a difference in between these two guys like the guy on stage and the yeah, stage is different from life yeah it is but but then again it's 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 just not that art artificial person person that i created it just took a name which is nice and i thought it sounded nice and that's it pretty much okay i think being on stage is um my, my job on stage is to entertain job yeah that's my job people are coming to see us because responsibility yeah uh yeah they they just uh pay for us to make music and um they get what they what they ordered do so, you think that you already like start to become like a service thing you know like because you said job ordered things so it sounds like like if you go to a mcdonald's and you order something and then you Yeah, uh, but compared with the art. <laughs> or combined. Is it still art? Combined with the art, yeah, sure. If you, when art become, starts, be, when stops becoming art, at what point? Yeah, I, I know this question. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think there's an answer, but it's just yeah. interesting. It's, it's uh, I also, I don't know. Absolutely. Um, it's handcraft on the one hand and uh, art on the other hand. So, um when somebody is making a table what does he have to do to make this hand handcraft art that's a legit question i can't answer it um if, if it, it would just be about um making music we could stay in the rehearsal studios and make music for ourselves to have fun and to uh, to tell us how good we are <laughs> and how good it feel to to write songs uh, that's the one thing i think that's art And um, the other thing is to get on stage, to entertain, to show people what we created. Do you need to get paid for that always? Uh, no, we usually don't. <laughs> as a local, as a local uh, band, uh, usually uh, we are happy to get something to eat and to drink. So this. Do you have plans to go commercial, maybe concentrate more on getting more money for the, each of the gigs? Yeah, I think... Um, That is what everybody who makes music um, is longing for, being able to make music for a living. And I think that's just like um, a, a jackpot in lot in the lottery or something like that. You need 
lots of luck. You need uh, lots of dedication. And then maybe there is a chance to, to make your living with music, but you can't plan that. You can plan that if you have uh, a lot of money in, um, in the beginning. If you're lucky and you got somehow the money. Yeah, yeah it, absolutely. Just like, like uh, uh, the band Ghost. Yeah, how to make millions with music is you start with billions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just take a look at the... Uh, I actually don't know the charts right now. But uh, when I'm thinking of charts, it feels like everything sounds the same and there are two or three people uh, producing uh, t the, the first 20 or 30 songs and that's just uh, to make money. Pretty much like that. Well, that's, wh that's why it's... You're talking about pop music or in general? Or, I, or I, rock? Pop, pop, music. pop music. Yeah, pop music is always about the money, unfortunately. Yeah. Pretty much. That's why it's pop music right why 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 i mentioned ghost is that as i heard they had a good starting position the the main i think guitarist or or somebody of the ghost they had he he had money from the family or inherited there was a starting capital that's why they got some starting position that's what i heard maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm completely wrong i didn't know that but it helps if there is a lot of well, money. you check out the, about the ghost i'll yeah. check about david bowie Let's ruin the chance. <laughs> okay, so what's the plan then for Legion of Boker in this case? What are you planning to do, at least for this year? Uh, we want to work on new stuff this year. Um, if possible, we, we would like to release at least one new song until the end of the year. Um, let's see if that works. And um, yeah, we will just continue making music and uh, trying to get on stage as often as possible. Uh, any already planned uh, concerts in the future? Uh, yeah, there are two more shows in Vienna, I think on November 22nd and on January 31st. Mm -hmm. uh, but we don't know exactly right now what is going to happen then. And there is still something called the pandemic. Yes, we're still living in a pandemic. Yeah. It's for the, for the future people who's listening to it in three years. Mm -hmm. uh, guys, I don't want to bother you too much. Give me the song. Take the day I killed Chuck Norris, because I think it's it's funny. If you uh, want to take a deep dive into the lyrics, you can find a lot of Game of Thrones references, and you can find a lot of political statements in there. And I think it's it's fun and it's something to think about if you want.
Hell yeah, it was a cool song. Thank you very much, Legion of Poker. And thank you, everybody. Screamer, Legion of Poker, everybody who participated. And thank you, dear listener, for staying that long to the end. It was a nice evening at the escape bar. It was Sunday, so not so many people. But those people who came were the real fans of those bands. Man, it was really nice. Good sounds, good music, good atmosphere. It was great. Really enjoyed it. We recorded all the interviews right after the gigs, just right after the Screamer gig. So, so, Dayan was like really pumped after the gig, right after the Screamer gig. And then I got a little bit tired. And then we did the Legion of Bogor interview and my energy went a little bit down. But anyways, the guys were really good. Thank you again. And I think we need to thank uh, uh, Billy. I think he organized, he booked the bands. So thank you, Willy, at the escape bar for bringing those bands together. Uh, that's cool. Anyways, don't forget to follow, subscribe, check out the Patreon page, please. Yeah. And yeah, new episode soon. A biggie. It's a biggie. Trust me. A lot of bands. Damn it. So hard to prepare the interviews. It's like each time it's an exam. Anyways, guys, thank you very much for staying that long, for listening to all this crap, my crap. And I wish you all the best. Have a nice evening and uh, hear each other next time. Bye.